They would rather have the man not be healed than for Jesus to break the rules. Sometimes we're so intent on going to church on Sunday, we're not willing to help the people who come to church on Sunday. My title of this message is not let us have church, but let us have a church. Not just have church, have churches for us to get up and praise and worship and rejoice. But there's a big difference between having church and being the church. This is Jerry G. Martin. Welcome to the Light of the World broadcast. Jesus went to the synagogue for service and he met a man with the withered hand. While he was concerned about the man, the Pharisees were concerned about whether Jesus was going to break the law. Church should always be about reaching people and ministering to their need. Come and go with us today as we continue to walk in the light of God's Word. One of the things I enjoy most is being at church with church folks. There's something special about coming to the house of worship and fellowshipping with God's people. I don't know about you, but I I enjoy that. When the praise and worship is vibrant and the spirit of worship is in the place, the hands are lifted, voices are raised, When you have that in worship, you know, if everybody was lifting up holy hands and praising the Lord, there's no better sound than the people of God lifting their voice, praising God together. When people are rejoicing and the Word of God is inspiring and encouraging, you couldn't ask for anything better. Sometimes we used to say it like this, boy, didn't we have some good church today? Didn't we have? some good church today. Every Sunday in the greater Houston area, a few hundred thousand people attend church. And it's likely in America that there are millions of people attending church. While it is biblical for believers to be connected and committed to a church, It is more important to God that we do more than just attend and enjoy. It is God's desire that every congregation become the church that reaches people for the kingdom of God. Now, I have been guilty of being so focused on going to church that I've often neglected reaching out to people who don't go to church. How many of you have been on your way to church and you saw somebody on the side of the road that needs some help, but you don't have time to help them because you're going to worship God so that you can reach some? I I can't stop right now because I'm on my way to worship God who wants me to reach people. In all of Jesus' teaching, he seemed to be especially frustrated with the actions and reaction of church people when it comes to reaching others. Luke chapter 6, and we're going to put that up, and you're also going to see in parentheses Matthew and Mark, because I have taken liberty from the Scriptures to kind of combine some of the words from the other two texts so that we can get a good picture of of this story, of this incident. In Luke chapter 6, verse 11, on another Sabbath, he went into the synagogue and was teaching. And a man was there whose right hand was shriveled. 
the Pharisee and the teachers of the law were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus. So they watched him closely to see if he would heal on the Sabbath. They asked him, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? The first thing that grabbed my attention in this passage was this phrase, on another Sabbath, he went to the synagogue. Now, the synagogue was the place of worship, so for us, I'm going to call it the church. Now, the Sabbath was on a Saturday, but I'm going to use it for us and say, on another Sunday, he went into the church. One of the things we discovered about Jesus, the Son of God, is that he was a regular attendee at the worship service. Let me say this about Jesus. He was a regular attendee at the worship service. How many of you say, I want to be like Jesus? Well, he went to church often. He didn't miss. How many say, I want to be like Jesus? Now, I know they didn't have Wednesday night service, but he didn't miss on Sunday. The other thing we noticed is that he was active in church. He did more than just attend. Now, he was there attending and teaching. Even though he's Jesus and even though he knows everything and even though he knows who he is, where he came from and what he's up to, he didn't decide just to go to church and sit. He said, I'm going to do something. I'm going to teach. So if you want to be like Jesus, the first thing you need to do is teach in the children's ministry. All right, how many say, no, I don't want to be like Jesus. That's what you do if you want to be like Jesus. You start teaching in the children's ministry. If you think you have the gift of teaching, that's a good place to find out if you do. And it will help you with the gifts, not only the gifts of the Spirit, but with the fruit of the Spirit. It'll help you be patient and kind and loving and gentle and long-suffering. We're told in this passage, a man was there whose right hand was shriveled. Now, before we get to the shriveled hand, let's consider this man. Now, lately, the Lord has had me looking at the people more closely. The last Sunday, we looked at the sinners and the tax collectors, didn't we? And what the Lord say about them, go consider, go find out what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. So I'm asking you to go and find out what that means. You have mercy and sacrifice. You need to do that when you come to church too. And a man was there. A man was there. This man had a shriveled hand, but he decided that even though he had this issue, he was going to go to church. Some people use any excuse not to go. I got this issue, so I ain't going. Now, there was no indication that he knew that Jesus would be there. So this is not a man that said, I heard Jesus is going to be there. Maybe if I go, he'll heal me. No, he said, I'm going to church because I'm going to worship. I looked at this hand. This says he had a shriveled hand. Now, one version said he had a withered hand. And Luke, who was a physician, said he had a, his right hand was withered. 
Now, most people are right-handed. So the hand that he used most, the one that he depended on most likely, is unavailable to him. And if you don't think that was an issue, I dare you not to use your right hand anymore until this sermon's over. Come on, somebody lift your hands. Come on, let, raise your hands to the Lord. Say thanks. See, you raise his right hand right there. I told you, don't, lift, don't use your right hand. When you reach for your note or your Bible and you turn your page, use your left hand. All through this sermon, consciously, I'm not going to use my right hand. This man couldn't use his right hand while he was sitting up in church. But no matter what you're going through, if you press your way to worship, expect a blessing to come your way. Let me say that one more time. No matter what you're going through, if you would just press your way to worship, expect a blessing to come your way. One of the strategies of the devil is to challenge you when you're going through an issue and, and cause you to get as far away from where your blessing might be as he can get you to be. Don't go to church. You don't feel like it today. You got this issue. You're not feeling good. I've had people call me on a Friday to tell me they ain't feeling good and they ain't going to be at church on Sunday. I say, you're not even expecting to feel better. You're not even expecting the Lord to touch your life. You know, you're telling me today that you might not, you don't feel good, you got a headache today, and you ain't coming to church Sunday? You don't do that with your job. I've seen people come to work so sick, we had to make them go home. We never had to do that at church. They're at work, they just laying down, they got a high fever, they coughing over everybody. I say, you go go home. No, I can, I can make it. I can make it. I can make it. Then Sunday, they go, oh, I can't, I can't go to church. <laughs> well, this is where your healing could be. This is where your deliverance can be. This is where your blessing could be. Come to church expecting. But this man with the withered hand that wither would mean it was dry and decaying and not grown to the correct size because of a disease of some sort. Jesus saw this man. I talked to you last time about looking and seeing the difference. Many times we just look at people, but we don't see them. Jesus saw this man, and he saw that he did not use his infirmity as an excuse for not coming to worship. Jesus saw that this man had a need. Jesus saw an opportunity to minister to this man. He didn't look at him and say, what you doing here? Now, the Pharisees looked at the man. Jesus saw the man. How did I know the Pharisee looked at him? Look at the next passage. The Pharisee and the teachers of the law were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus. So they watched him closely to see if he would heal on the Sabbath. Is he going to heal today? Let me see if there's anybody here in need of healing. Uh-huh. Let me see what he's going to do. Now listen, we talked about the Pharisees so bad last week. But I'm telling you, you still got Pharisee that come to church on Sunday. They're looking at people, and they want to know, what are they doing here? Why are you at where you sitting and all of that? That's the Pharisee. They're not looking at somebody that needs something. So I'm going to ask the Pharisee to cut that out. We are here to reach people. 
We're here to reach people with issues. We're here to reach people who are trying to find Jesus. We're here to reach people that got all kinds of, sometimes they have a swivel hand or a swivel heart. So there's a pharisaical spirit that will come up in the church and you don't even know you got it. So here they're saying, I'm watching him to see what he's going to do. Now they're not there worshiping. They should have had their hands up praising God and listening to the word of God. They're not doing that. They're sitting there checking out everybody. Let me see what they look like. How come they sitting over there? How, what they got on? And, and we'll look at them. You know, look at them. Well, what they doing here? You know, they ain't got no business here. So I'm pharisaical too. I'm talking about me. There are times when I see some young man come in, he's got his cap on. I'm like, how come he didn't take his cap off in the church? Somebody go over there and tap him on the shoulder, tell him to take that hat off. They did that one time and he got up and walked out the service. And I said, hmm, would I rather have him hear the word with the hat on? Or would I want to run him off because he don't have a hat on? The Bible don't say don't come in church with no cap on. The Bible talked about having your head covered from one thing. I'm just saying all of us got stuff that we don't want people to cross the line that we draw. But I've been talking about that for weeks. How are we going to reach people until we get through with our checklist? We ought to have the same checklist Jesus had. It is the sick that needs a physician, not the one that are well. They ask him, is it lawful? We want to stick with the law. We don't care about the worship. We don't care about people. We just want to follow the law. What's the law say? Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath day? Now, I want you to notice how those who were known for studying the Word of God, studying the Scriptures, obeying every command, was not concerned about the possibility of this man being healed. They weren't concerned about that. They were concerned about every dot, every tittle, every crossing of the T of the law. I want to follow the law. I don't care about this man. They were more interested to see if Jesus would break the command that do not work on the Sabbath day. The, the Bible said do no work. If you heal somebody, that's work. They would rather have the man not be healed than for Jesus to break the rules. They'd rather not be healed. Sometimes we're so intent on going to church on Sunday, we're not willing to help the people who come to church on Sunday. So my, my, my title of this message is not let us have church, but let us have a church. Let us have a church. Not just have church, have churches for us to get up and praise and worship and rejoice and do all the stuff that we do. But there's a big difference between having church and being the church. Being the church is opening the loving arms of Jesus Christ and welcoming people to come on in and hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He'll change your life. He'll touch your life. People are hurting and people are suffering and people got issues and they don't know. Uh, they have no hope and they're fi trying to find a place where they can have some hope. And the church ought to be the place when they walk in, they find Jesus Christ. They find hope and help. They had a question in their mind. Is he going to heal somebody on the Sabbath day? They asked him, is it lawful to heal? And then Jesus said to them, 
if any one of you have a sheep and it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will you not take hold of it and lift it out? How much more valuable is a man than a sheep? That's what Jesus said. If your sheep fall in the pit, you're going to leave it there to the next day or you're going to get it out? Uh, we're going to get it out. Well, that's work. This man is in a pit. See, they had a, a question in their mind, but Jesus had a question in his mouth. Would you get your sheep out of the pit on the Sabbath? How much more valuable? Listen, people are important to Jesus. And people ought to be important to us. People are important to Jesus. I have to work harder than anybody not to be critical of people. I'm just telling you, I have to work hard not to be critical of people. I have a way I like for people to be and act and respond. That's the way I like them to be. And so I have to be very careful. I have to be intentional not to be critical, for real, because I can talk about you. I have to ask the Lord to help me with that. And you need to ask the Lord to help you with that. People are important. When we see people as Jesus see them, then we'll often see their need and an opportunity for us to minister to them. Then Jesus said to them, I ask you, which is lawful on the Sabbath, to do good or to do evil? To save life or to destroy it? But they remained Silent. He asked him, okay, is it, is it lawful to do good or evil? Is it lawful to save a life or destroy it? They didn't have nothing to say. So the answer was obvious. As long as you're doing good and saving lives, God is good with it. As long as you're doing good. You remember that was a, Jesus had his disciples with him one time, and they came and said, hey, uh, Jesus, there's some other guys over there. They're preaching and they're laying hands on people and they're ministering to people, but they're not with us. They didn't come with us. They weren't with us when you taught us in the middle of the night, when you anointed us, when you told us to go out. And uh, I don't know why they're doing that. We ought to go stop them for they, they ain't with us. And Jesus saying, if they're doing the work that I ask them to do, I'm good with it. They don't have to be like us. They don't have to be with us. If they're doing the work that we're asking them to do, as long as we're doing good, as long as we're reaching people, our methods may change. We may be unorthodox in the way we do it. But he says, as long as you're just bringing them into the kingdom, I don't care. And many of us, the reason we don't reach people, we're expecting a supernatural anointing to reach people. But you don't need a supernatural anointing. You just need to be nice and loving and kind. Be nice and loving and kind. That's an anointing that you need. And listen, in fact, if you are out of church on Sunday, reaching people for Jesus Christ, I'm good with that. If you call me and say, Pastor, I'm going down here. I'm just feeling my heart. I need to go down here and minister to a group of people I'll see, and I'm, a, I'm not going to be there. I'm not going to say, no, come on to church. No, get on out of here. I'm good with that. I'm good with you not showing up on Sunday if you're, if you're ministering and reaching people. Now, if you're sitting at home waiting on the Dallas Cowboys to come on, uh, Satan, the Lord rebuke you. <laughs> but if you're out reaching people, if you're out doing the ministry work, 
If you stopped on your way in to be a blessing to somebody because the Lord prompted your heart, go over there and and be a blessing. Go on and do that. Unless y'all just want to have church. I'm not talking about having church. I'm talking about being the church that God calls us to be. Jesus knew what they were thinking and said to the man with the shriveled hand. Now, here's Jesus. I like Jesus. Jesus wasn't scared of nobody. He said, y'all come and mess with me. I'm finna mess with y'all. He said to the man with the shriveled hand, get up and stand up in front of everybody. Come here, stand up in front of everybody. Jesus didn't go off in the corner and say, come on. Let me just, uh, I know they, they mad, so let's just do this on the side. Let's go, out in the, let's go out in the vestibule. No, he said, stand up in front of everybody. And so he got up and he stood there. Notice the man was not intimidated by the Pharisees and the teachers of the law. He didn't say, well, they, they might get mad at me. Now, when you got a need, you don't care about nobody else getting mad at you. When he had the opportunity or the possibility of Jesus changing his life, he responded, and the Bible says, so he got up. Many people don't receive what the Lord has in store for them because they're intimidated by other folk in the congregation. There are times the Holy Spirit will be saying, get on up and go up for prayer, but you won't go because they might think something wrong. They might think I did this. They might think this. Listen, when you need to get with Jesus, you can forget about what everybody else is thinking. You just need to press your way right on in. Says, you don't live at my house. You ain't got to deal with this shrivel hand. I got to deal with this shrivel hand when I leave here. So I don't care what you think. If there's a possibility of my getting healed, my getting blessed, my getting over my issue, I'm going on up there. I'm getting me some prayer. I don't care what you think. When it's your time to stand up, get up. And stand up in front of everybody if you have to. Stand on up. Don't worry about being embarrassed. Just stand on up and say, I'm here to get my needs met. I'm here to get my blessing. I'm here to respond to what God might want to do in my life. This man stood up anticipating what Jesus was going to do. Let's look at what happened. Then he, Jesus, looked around at them, the Pharisee, in anger and deeply distressed at their stubborn hearts. And said to the man, stretch out your hand. He stretched it out and his hand was completely restored. Now, listen, you don't see Jesus getting upset but two times in the scripture. He didn't get angry when he was hanging on the cross. He didn't get angry when they were beating him. He didn't get angry when they spit in his face. He didn't get angry when they put the crown of thorns on him and they whipped him down the road and they stuck him in the side. He didn't get angry. When did he get angry? When he saw the people and the money changers in the temple? And this says he got angry at the Pharisees again because they keep messing with him when he's trying to reach people. How many times have we been in a church service and it was only for the service of the church. The service was about our programs and our schedules and not so much about people. Today's message is to encourage us to be the church that God wants us to be and not just go through the rituals of having a church service. This is Pastor Jerry G. Martin and I certainly hope that you've enjoyed today's broadcast as we have brought you this message to encourage you to look out on the harvest field because the field is ripe unto harvest and every able-bodied believer should be called and engaged in reaching people for Jesus Christ. 
I want to take just a moment to invite you to join us for our Sunday services. You can do so online as we do a live streaming each Sunday at 10 a.m. Join us at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. At the moment, we're still meeting in person at our church, which is located at 16161 Old Humble Road, right in Humble, Texas. Our Sunday morning services are at 10. Come and join us and allow the Lord to enrich your life as well. We have safety protocols in place, social distancing, and we are wearing our mask. I'd also like to share with you that our Bible bookstore, The Beacon, is open to the public on our campus. If you have a need for Bibles, books, or Sunday school materials, or communion supplies, offering envelopes, or whatever you need for your Christian enjoyment and enrichment, call The Beacon at 281-441-2885. That's 281-441-2885. And for more information about our church and services, call us at 281-964-1393. Now for the light of the world, may the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.